Hey folks, just a heads up, uh, this interview was done back in April and was supposed to come out a lot sooner than it has now, uh, but due to some issues we had with hosting changes and stuff like that with the network, unfortunately it's only coming out now. So when we talk about things coming out in May, yes, it's way past May now, uh, but you can still find the Touring Tumble on Amazon and on their website. So just wanted to clear that up in case you're scratching your head later on wondering what the heck we're talking about. Okay, thanks. and welcome to Thank the Makers. This week I am talking to Paul Boswell, who is the inventor of a really groovy toy slash learning system slash game. I'm not even sure how to classify it, but um, I was on Facebook a few weeks ago and one of those annoying ads popped up and uh, rather than just dismiss it, as I often do, it caught my eye because it said this is the Tour, the Turing Tumble, uh, a marble-powered computer, and it was a picture of some, some kids uh, playing with this thing that looks sort of like a pachinko game, but not really, uh, with little levers and gears and, and marbles and stuff. And the more I looked into it, the more I was like, this is really cool because, um, well, I'll let Paul describe it. Paul, thank you for <laughs> coming on the show. And folks, uh, I'm, I'm just going to come right out and say it. This is the second time we did this. We recorded this, well... <laughs> recorded is a bit of a stretch. Uh, I talked to Paul a, a few weeks ago, and I thought I recorded our conversation, uh, but apparently I didn't. <laughs> so Paul has very uh, graciously and patiently uh, agreed to come back and give it a second go. So, Paul, welcome to the show, and uh, please tell our folks what the Touring Tumble is. Uh, sure, yeah. And I, I want to add, uh, that was like the best interview ever. So I'm not <laughs> sure if we can ever recreate that. But um, yeah, so <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so the Turing Tumble is a is a game I developed. Um, it's it's a it's a, a toy where kids build me- uh, mechanical computers powered by marbles. Um, you put these um, six different types of parts on this this board that's kind of tilted back a bit, and um, with those parts you can build little computers that can do all sorts of things. You can you can build little computers that can um, add, subtract, multiply, divide. It can um, uh, compare numbers. It can um, count. It can do actually anything a regular computer could do if it was big enough. But even with you know the size that it is, it can do an awful lot of stuff. So it's a it's a um, it's a toy that's a mechanical computer, and it's uh, it's also a game. There's there's a series of sixty puzzles that go with it, and and you try and solve the puzzles. And there's like a comic book story that goes along with it. So it gives it some context as you go through. Well, you know why this caught my what what about this caught my attention is uh, you know some folks know I, I was in the Air Force uh, I did a term in the Air Force and I was an electronics technician and during my electronics training uh, before we got uh, I had to start studying the specific systems I'd be working on you know there were general uh, uh, classes that everybody took and one of the things that we took were classes on Boolean logic. And we learned about things like AND gates and OR gates and NAND gates and NORs and all of that stuff. And I was watching the ad for this thing because there's several videos of it. And I, it was like, 
all of a sudden these real abstract concepts were being rendered in plastic with little marbles and making sense. <laughs> and like my, my little girl is, she's six. So she's still a little bit young for this. Um, but this is, you know, this seems like a brilliant way to teach kids and, and even adults about the basics of how computers work. Um, how, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So you can, you can actually build little logic gates on there too. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, so I guess this started back when I was a pre professor at the University of Minnesota. Um, I, uh, I had a lot of students that were working on research in my lab and they, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff with, with computers. I was a, I'm a chemist, but, but we did a lot of stuff with computers and, um, I ended up teaching a lot of students how to program just really basic stuff to get them going on, on some of the research. And, um, it was, it was, a I ended up teaching a whole lot of students how to how to program, and I always thought it was such a shame that there weren't more kids that that knew how to program. And it's such a useful skill in such a wide range of fields now, um, and it's starting to be adopted more in schools. But um, I, I saw this game that came out in 2013 called Robot Turtles, and it was this cool board game where um, kids control these little turtles on a on a board game and try and collect these gems, and it was a really clever idea to have a game that's not on a computer that teaches coding concepts. I think it, 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 um, it pulls it away. It, it makes it a little less, um, a little less abstract. Maybe, um, you know, if it's on a computer and you don't know how the computer works, but you're trying to learn how to, how to code on something that's as abstract or as, as complicated as a computer, I think it just makes it a lot less concrete. And so I, I really liked the idea of having it not be on a computer. Um, and Robot Turtles was, was really limited in how far you could go. Um, I think uh, you could do some really basic stuff, but as soon as you tried to make it more complicated, it just kind of broke down. It wasn't, it wasn't really meant to do anything more complicated than just moving a turtle around. So I started thinking about how you could make a game not on a computer that teaches more complicated programming concepts. And... Um, and uh, started looking around for mechanical computers. It had to be something that ran itself, because if it didn't run itself, it took forever to run the commands, right? So if you have, like, a loop in there or something, you just have to run through the loop over and over and over again by hand, and it takes way, way too long. So then um, I started looking at mechanical computers and found this old toy from the 1960s called the Digicomp 2. And it was really cool. It was this mechanical calculator. Um, all the parts were in fixed positions, but you could demonstrate a lot of things, and... Um, I started thinking about how you can make that into a into a full computer, and so I started prototyping. I 3D printed a whole lot of iterations of the game, and um, made repositionable parts on the board, and added some new parts that actually make it Turing complete, and um, uh, ended up with what we have now. <laughs> Which is really cool because you know what what you said earlier about about programming being you know really vague. It's funny when I was in junior college. Show you how old I am is when uh, we were we were learning to program in BASIC, uh, yeah. And uh, you know the, my you know my greatest accomplishment in that was just filling the screen with obscenities, <laughs> so, <laughs> and trying to avoid the 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 ever dreadful syntax error. Um, yes. But uh, you know everybody says, and you know I'm guilty of saying it too. You know, oh, it's all just ones and zeros, but. Saying that doesn't mean we understand it. And, uh, you know, the last time we, we talked, I, I mentioned how in 
uh, Isaac Asimov's foundation books, he posits a future where nobody understands the technology and the people who can repair it are treated as holy men and holy and <laughs> wizards and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, this is a great step towards making the exotic understandable, mm. uh, you know, because these things we use in almost every aspect of our lives and they shouldn't be exotic. We should know what's under the hood. Uh, and, you know, I think something like this is a fantastic way for kids to get that foundation of, I understand the way this machine I'm using thinks, um, right. literally right. how it thinks. There's so many layers of complexity in a computer. You have like electronics and not just electronics, but super small electronics. Yeah. And, and not even that, but electronics made of components that are really complicated that, that, you know, take a lot of deep understanding to understand how they work. And, um, so I like that it's something that's just made out of plastic and marbles <laughs> and you can see how you can build, you know, complicated logic circuits and, and, and actual, um, you know, how you could, how you could get to a fully functioning processor. Now, have you, I, I know you've got videos of kids using it. Is, are these actual uh -huh. tests? Uh, just yeah. kids go crazy. Yeah, with it? yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, all I did was I just took a camera and then just kind of set kids down in front of it. And, um, yeah, they really liked it. Um, granted, a lot of kids were from the local chess club, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, they had a lot of fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just a, it's not just a, you know, nerdy kind of toy. It's also, you know, a marble run. Like you have little plastic parts and you put them on the board in different ways and some of the parts turn each other. And so it's kind of fun to just mess around and see what you can do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they really like going through the puzzles. I think that, um it's fun for them to kind of discover as you go through just those basic things. Like for instance, you know, most people know that computers are made up of lots of little switches, right? Mm -hmm. But why? Like how do you do anything with switches? Like they're just little on off switches, right? I mean, we have them on lights and yet they don't do anything smart. And so to see how you can use switches and connect them together in really clever ways to do smart things, I think, is is just a concept that's really fun and interesting. And um, and even just, you know, you hear computers use binary. Well, why do computers use binary? Well, you know, you learn that as you go through, too. So um, I think it's it's uh, it's fun on a number of levels. And, yeah, even adults, I think, I, even as I was building it, I learned <laughs> I learned a lot of, <laughs> of um, things about how computers work at that level that I hadn't I, I didn't understand before. So um, definitely different than anything else out there right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I I, I was kind of kidding the last time we did this about this becoming an infomercial. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, this is such a unique product. Um, I, you know, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, d did you have a, a creative team or are, are you the, the, the sole mind behind it? How did this thing grow from uh, concept to reality? Yeah. So, um uh, I guess it it just was kind of a side thing. Um, I was I was working at the U of M at the time, and uh, it was just kind of the side thing I started working on. Um, and uh, so I started doing some prototyping while I was there, and and built it up, and then decided to do a, you know, actually this this went on for like a couple of years before I decided to actually do a Kickstarter. I, I didn't really know if there would be much interest in it. You know, I, I thought it was cool, but I didn't know if other people would, and. Um, my wife and I just decided to do a Kickstarter and we got our friends and family, you know, <laughs> so they would contribute when we launched. And, um, we, we called a lot of, um, uh, 
reporters and and journalists uh, um writers at various places to to see if they'd be interested in a few a few at some big places were and so when we launched we had some some good articles and we actually met our goal on the very first day and then the next day it doubled and we were like what <laughs> it, it was amazing and then um uh yeah so we we ended up at like eight and a half times what we were hoping to get and we didn't even think we'd necessarily get our goal um but uh yeah so since then um really it's been my wife and I have been um uh turning this into more of a business now so um she is now sort of the business genius <laughs> she's the one setting up distribution and uh talking to retail stores and all that kind of stuff um we went to toy fair this year that was really fun oh cool um and uh yeah oh and i got to see uh the actual manufacturing happening um Oh, about a, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, I flew to Shanghai and got to see the, you know, the injection molds actually running. You know, there's like somebody standing there and the machine, this huge press closes and then this hot plastic gets injected in and then it waits, you know, maybe 20 seconds for this, for this mold to cool. And then a person, you know, pulls it out of the machine, cuts off the extra plastic on the back, you know, presses on the backside so that it doesn't warp too much and, um, and then does a little bit more to it and sticks it in a box. It's just amazing to see, you know, that part's actually being made. So, um, yeah, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, and we're we're learning a lot as we go, that's for sure. I'll tell you, my, my favorite part of all of this is that the instruction manual is a really sweet-looking comic book. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so I have this, uh, when, I was, when I was at the U, I had a, an undergrad who was, um, she was working in my lab, and she came in one time to my office and she was so, showing me some work that she'd done and on her desktop she had some art that she'd drawn and I asked you know that's really cool where did you get that and she's like well I drew it and I said what you drew that and she showed me a bunch of other stuff she'd done and she's never been published anywhere she just kind of did it for fun and um so I I was starting to work on this and asked her if she'd be willing to do the art for it and she was excited to do it so she she kept at it during those two years before we did the kickstarter and just kept, you know, churning out these pages of comic, and I think she ended up with, oh, geez, it's probably 25 pages of comic, uh, of a comic book that, that makes the story that goes along with it. And she did a wonderful job. She she is a really good artist. Yeah, I'm looking at the art right now, and it's and it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's yeah. a, very much a, a manga-style uh, artwork. Mm -hmm. um, you know, something that, that just dawned on me is that your, your main character is a girl. Uh -huh. Um, and are, are you trying to get, uh, are you, are you concerned with gender at all in the marketing? Yeah, list? that was really intentional. Yeah. We, we, I mean, there is a, a big shortage of women in, in that field. And, um, I don't know, I guess I just hoped that through having a female protagonist that it might help a little bit with, um, uh, girl, getting girls more interested in the game. Mm -hmm. And, and I like that. You know, it's not. You may have seen a, a, few, a few years ago uh, on on my one of my other shows, we we uh, almost had to uh, dump some dry ice on on one of my co-hosts, Karen, because they were doing <laughs> a. Uh, we we found a story about a company that was putting out laptops for girls, and they were all pink, and they came with scrapbooking <laughs> apps already loaded and stuff. Right, and right. It was just steam coming out of her ears as she was reading the story. <laughs> so yeah. I like that this that what, what's her name, Alia. She's just in a sp in a spacesuit on a spaceship with a little robot, and uh, and there's nothing there's nothing 
other than the fact that she, you know, she's obviously a girl. That yeah, she doesn't ride a unicorn. Exactly. Yeah. She... <laughs> yeah. Um, so when last we spoke, you still had some left. You were you were close to sold out. Are you are you still do you still have some room left for folks to get in on the first uh, issue of this? Yeah, it's coming to an end pretty quick, though. We're doing the first shipment. Um, so the shipment's coming in in May. Or actually, the shipment will be shipped out in May. So, yeah, we're still figuring out exactly what it's going to look like after this first shipment. Um, I think in the U.K. and Australia, they'll be, they'll, we'll have distributors. Here in the U.S., I'm not exactly sure what we're planning yet. We have, we'll, we'll definitely have on our website the ability to... Um, to purchase it, it'll be slightly higher price because it won't be pre-order anymore. But, um, but yeah, we'll have it on our site, we'll have it on Amazon, and we're we're still sorting out. It'll be at some stores already, and um, we're working on on other stores too. Well, and there's also an uh, an alternate way you can get this if you happen to have a certain access to a certain machine, correct? Uh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so one thing, I I really like it when software is open source and. Um, I uh, so in in making this game, I I wanted it to be open, and so um, if you if you if you pay fifteen dollars, you get a virtual pack which gives you all of the the um, uh, the like the STL files. There's also STP files so that you can three D print your own copy of the game. Um, it, uh, it the board is is kind of big for most three D printers, but uh, somebody's already broken it up into smaller sections so that it should be. It should be printable on smaller print beds, but um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you if you want to, you can download that and print your own copy. Or if you just want, you know, even if you want to get the game, you can just you can just print more parts. So if you run out of some parts, you or if you want more, you can just print some more. Now, is it is it? I I think we talked about this last time. Is it possible to network more than one game together? Ah. <laughs> That's that's something I want to do. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think if you you know if you 3D printed it, you can make it any size you want, right? But um, as it is, like if you if you buy it, you you it doesn't have a way to be expandable yet. But um, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool. If you know if you can make it the size of a wall, or geez, how many boards would it take? It'd probably take maybe ten boards. I think you could make a full processor. Um, but uh, but yeah, not yet. It's not it's not set up for that. That's in the future, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe someone will come up with a, a some sort of adapter piece that uh, yeah, you know, they can sure. send you the code yep. for it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so what is the name of your website? Uh, TuringTumble.com. Yep. So it's T U R I N G. Uh, <laughs> that was when, the, when we came up with the name for it. Uh, I, I was just I guess I was just in a coffee shop working on something and just wrote a list of possible names and then you know kind of circled the ones that i thought were best and then eventually arrived at this one i didn't realize that turing sounded so much like turning and so <laughs> we've had so many people call it turning tumbler or turning table or turning tumbler <laughs> or there's so many uh yeah so many variations but yeah it's turing like alan turing turing tumble.com now, have you had any any contact with his estate at all about this? Yeah, so uh, James Turing is Alan Turing's great nephew, and uh, we we talked to him. Uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, he contacted us, and um, it was it was really interesting talking to him. He uh, he has a, a thing called the Turing Trust, and it's a it's a um, organization that uh, tries to set up 
sort of a pipeline for companies to give their old computers to um, African countries that don't have computers. Oh. He was telling that some of these schools will um, they have they have uh, no access to computers, but they still need to teach you know some basic computer stuff. So one of their teachers drew this elaborate picture of Microsoft Word and walked the students through how to use it, right? But they just don't have a computer to actually, you know, work with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is such a shame. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a big part of what they do is they they bring computers to those places. And so we're talking with them about about setting up. Um, uh, we haven't figured out quite how this will work, but setting up some maybe like um, for every purchase, a certain amount of money will go toward this cause. Um, we're still working that out. That's great. Yeah, it's neat. It's a, it's a really good organization. It's pretty cool. So, folks, please check this out. It's TuringTumble.com, T-U-R-I-N-G, Tumble, T-U-M-B-L-E. It's a really, really awesome product. Uh, You know, you guys, if if you know me from my other shows, I'm about as unestablishment as you can get. And when it comes to advertising and, you know, I... I can maybe count on one hand the number of things I bought because of an ad I saw, because <laughs> uh, I just I just don't trust it. But uh, this this thing is the real deal. This is really cool. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I'm looking forward to when I can get one for my little girl, and I think you all should check it out, especially if you're parents or if you're curious about how that magic box that's sitting next to your desk works. Uh, this is a great way to start. So, uh, Paul Boswell, thank you so much for joining me a second time. (laughs) And I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll be hearing a lot more of you in the future. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And folks, you all know where to go, simplysyndicated.com to check out all the all the fun stuff we've got there. Subscribe to Simply Everything, et cetera, et cetera. You hear us say it a million times. Just go do it already so we don't have to keep telling you. So thanks again. Talk to you real soon, and bye-bye. Cool. And that definitely recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, I will try to get this out within the next a uh, week or so so that okay. we can we can catch a little bit of the of the of the, the pre-order time um yeah, sure i have to i have to get a at least one more recorded and i've got a couple of people that still haven't gotten back to me yet but uh, uh-huh. i will i will get this out when when i get it rolling this will be the first one that goes out cool well thanks a lot thank you and and i i mean it thank you for your patience i when i had to tell you that not only did I not record it, but I had to postpone it. I was so worried you're going to be like, oh, this dude just, just stringing me along. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's, that's fine. I appreciate it. I've, I've, um, I know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I will let you know uh, as soon as this is uh, on the air, and I'll send you a link and all of that fun stuff. Okay. Sounds right. good. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, thanks Bye-bye. again. Bye.